Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Tune in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams, Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. During my time in culinary school, I gained an appreciation for good beer. I continued my studies in beer at grad school at NYU. Since then, I have been a beer director, beer bar general manager, and I get to continue to explore the beer world with all of you wonderful listeners. Every week, I will have a different guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world from brewers, importers, educators. This will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So today, I want to welcome into the studio... Uh, the gentleman from Red Bear Brewing Company recently opened brewery uh, just in the Noma uh, neighborhood of Washington, D.C., right next door to RAI. So welcome to the studio, Simon B. He is the director of brewery operations. Cameron Raspit, he's the director of operations. And Brian Vandenover, he is the director of business development and marketing for the brewery. Gentlemen, welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> Great to have you in studio today. Um, okay, so when what, what when exactly uh, did you open the brewery? We opened on March 9th was our soft opening, and then our grand opening was on March 23rd of this year. Oh, you opened on Orvalde. On which day? Orvalde. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a, a celebration of a very particular beer out of Belgium. I see. Um, however, mm-hmm. congratulations. Um, so you are a couple months in now. Yeah, How are you feeling? June 9th will be our third month of operation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. are feeling great. Um, things are, things have been great so far. Okay. Not crazy at all. Like just totally great. Uh, <laughs> well, definitely crazy, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how some of you, have you all been nice and busy? Have you, you know, kind of uh, exceeded expectations for yourselves? Or Oh, yeah. Uh, we definitely exceeded expectations uh, since we opened till today. Um, we've been consistently busy. We rolled out our happy hour recently. Uh, we're consistently making beer. And then Noma drains us of that beer. So <laughs> not a bad problem to have. <laughs> Um, people are definitely loving our space and the beer that we're offering. And, uh, it also does help that we are a bit bigger. Our tap room is about, uh, 3,500 square feet. So, uh, we can definitely get the people in the space. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and you're doing all the brewing on premise. That is correct. Um, when you, when you first walk into our space for those that haven't been there yet, um, when you walk in to the right you see all the brewery equipment all that stainless steel looks very nice very flash and uh it's right there you can see where we brew the beer right while you're drinking it wow and um as far as you know 
the crowds and kind of managing everything. What are some new lessons that you all have learned? Uh, well, uh, we learned how to make it cue a line outside of our space. Okay. <laughs> um, in our first three weeks of operations, the um, every weekend we would we would get to capacity, and so we had to make a line. And how do you do, you do that effectively? Uh, but we figured it out fairly quickly. Um, we also uh, wanted to make sure that our neighbors, La Colombe, the coffee shop, and REI were also very happy with uh, the, the giant crowds that we were, we were getting. So uh, we, we were always in com- communication with them to make sure everything was happy with them. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, you definitely have some great neighbors for sure. Absolutely. Good location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love us. <laughs> um, so the beers themselves um, that you have on right now, I am personally very happy to see that it's not all, you know, double IPA, double IPA, double IPA, and that kind of thing. Um, I appreciate that you have some variety. You've got a wit beer, you have a pale ale, you've got Cezanne, you have an ESB, everything really nice and, you know, for the most part, very easy drinking for the for the season and that kind of stuff. Um, are you going to kind of continue in that trend of having that kind of variety? Yeah, we definitely will. Um, part, of the, uh, part of our business model is that we sell all of our beer right now uh, on site. Uh, we are looking at uh, doing a little bit of distribution later, but um, really our bread and butter is the taproom. Uh, so, so having a good variety uh, is pretty key. For sure. And when do you think you're going to kind of ramp up to uh, um, uh, distribution? Um, probably sometime in like the next two months, we're going to kind of put our foot in, in the water. There won't be a lot of accounts um, because, again, we're bringing on all uh, everything on site, so it kind of limits uh, how much we can produce. And of course, we have to feed our tap room first. Um, so it'll be yeah. very, very limited, but um, we're hoping sometime in like the next two months. Gotcha. So as you're kind of ramping up the next two months, we're going to be welcoming pride into the fair city of D.C. Um, do you all have anything exciting planned for that? Uh, for pride, uh, we actually released our pride beer last week uh, because we had uh, D.C flag in our space doing their big fundraiser and we thought it was a good uh, kickoff to pride season and so uh, it is a fruited pale ale uh, with passion mm-hmm. fruit it, uh, passion fruit and then uh, it's hopped with African queen hops so the name of the beer we decided to make it butch queen <laughs> it's delicious by the way <laughs> I, I can only imagine um, now when you are in the process of opening a brewery, there are thousands of different decisions that you're making on a daily basis. And, you know, for any people out there that are in the process of maybe dreaming up their brewery or, you know, finalizing a brewery or anything like that, what are some major decisions that you made that kind of surprised yourself? Well, uh, I, I, just to reiterate the usual point of most kind of business deals like this, uh, location is key. Um, our location is superb and pretty much all our success I think can for the most part be dependent on that so a lot of uh, our uh, time had been spent to figuring that out Um, but uh, yeah so Uh, you I would also add that you have to make a decision are you going to be production or are you gonna be like a tap room brew pub style those are like the key thoughts you have to think about uh, when you when you f- start the process, what type of brewery do you want to be? Uh, do you want to try and get your beer in the grocery store, or do you want the people to come to you 
and try your beer at, at your tasting or your, your and, tap room. And how does that affect the kind of beer that you're producing? What what do those implications mean? Uh, you have a lot more leeway uh, in a brew pub model uh, because you're just doing such smaller batches uh, that it's not, you can take a little bit more risk. Uh, so for, okay. for example, right now we're doing a Brute Kolsch beer, uh, which we did release. Unfortunately, we blew through it so fast that we don't have it on now, but we're doing a double batch of it now. Uh, but it gives you a chance to be able to, like in our, in our situation, we can do a 10 barrel batch and it's not that big of a commitment if you're doing something kind of experimental. So it makes it a lot easier um, to be able to try new things. Oh, okay. Whereas if you're doing distribution, you have to wrestle with a lot of consistency and you have to wrestle with, you know, something that's a little bit easier to produce, a little more economical to produce, I'm imagining. Yeah, economics is part of it and part of it is just risk as well because uh, mm-hmm. if you're doing uh, 200 barrels of a product, it better be spot on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, now, as far as the environment that you wanted to create for your guests, you know, we talk a lot on the show about creating an experience for a guest. You know, this needs to be more than just, you know, sloughing up to a counter and someone slamming down a beer in some nondescript glass for you. It, it has to, you know, make you feel a certain way. And um, what were some decisions that kind of crafted that experience for people? Well, uh you know, in our space, we definitely wanted to be as inclusive as possible. Inclusivity, inclusivity, inclusivity. Um, it, it, it's just the way uh, m- most everybody should be. Uh, inclusivity needs to be top. So um, most of our seating is ADA level. So anybody who's in a wheelchair can come up to our space and have a good time. We are also uh, asked our bar staff to learn ASL. So we can uh, better serve the the deaf and hard of hearing community. Um, It helps that we're right next to Gallaudet and we have a lot of resources that we can use uh, to help our our, our staff learn uh, basic ASL. Um, So uh, we definitely wanted wanted that to be a key factor in in our our space. Um, Also, uh, you wanna make sure that the environment is clean and welcoming and, and very inviting for sure. Uh, and that's why we chose such a large space. We were able to have uh, 280 people in this space. Um, so wow, that is a lot. Yep, yep, that's a lot of people. Uh, but it's also very uh, comfortable and uh, warm to be in the space because it's not just one big uh, warehouse. We put our bar, how we designed the, the space, we put the bar in the middle. And so we actually created two zones. Uh, for mm-hmm. it, for it, when you first walk in, you you can uh, there's about a what would you say 100 seats in the front. Yep. And then you walk around and oh my gosh, there's another 100 seats back there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it's uh, definitely we we created the space for the uh, the the oh what am I thinking? Um, like more of a community. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Vibe. People, people can a uh, meeting space. Meeting space. Uh, it, it's all about the experience, really. Yeah, um, and, uh, meeting for like a casual thing. I mean, we're, we're, the, one of our main focuses for the space also was to be uh, creative and, and whimsical. We, mm-hmm. we like to use the word whimsical quite a bit, which is, I think, an underly uh, used word. Um, <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> but, Everyone uh, needs a touch of whimsy. Yep. We, ha- we, ha- we definitely have some Easter eggs around the space as far as, uh, like, we have some special lighting when you come into the front mm-hmm. space that unless you actually look up, you won't even notice what it is. 
uh, our bathrooms are usually a highlight. I don't know if you've looked into that at all, but we do have specially created bathrooms that have a unique design to each of them. Uh, and we are now also working on two or three different murals in our space that we'll be adding in the next few months to just add more character in general. You know, I think bathrooms, as far as creating an experience, are way underutilized. Way underutilized. Way underutilized. Something well, as simple as like a really cool soap or like a really cool painting or something like that can make all the difference. Well, you know, and everybody uses the bathroom, so why aren't they you giving the so. love? They need the love too. <laughs> just just like the bar needs love, you need to give the bathroom some love. Yeah, one, one of my favorites that uh, beyond our space, of course, is uh, right proper. They have a, a piano in one of their bathrooms. <laughs> yes, they I just find fun. Yes. Um, I was tempted to play it until I was like, I wonder how many other people played it <laughs> in the bathroom, and then and then I restricted myself. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, sure. um, but we'll be right back with the uh, Red Bear Brewing Company crew here on Full Service Radio, recorded at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington D.C. I'm your host Sarah Jane. We'll be right back. Up all night with the same thing in my head. Just wanting you here next to me It's been a long time Don't you agree? We can turn it all around If you say to me Say it's all right Change this, change this shit It was Welcome back to Beer Me Radio, recorded live at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jean, and I'm joined in studio with Simon B., Cameron Respit, Brian Vandenover. Uh, they are all the gentlemen behind uh, Red Bear Brewing Company in the Noma neighborhood of Washington, D.C. Uh, and we were just kind of going through what it means to make certain decisions when you're opening a business that create a very specific guest environment. We were specifically talking about how uh, bathrooms tend to be underappreciated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just a quick uh, add on that, actually. One of our bathrooms is a uh, Jeff Goldblum theme, just as a suge- uh, an idea of what we, we did. Ourselves. Just throwing it out there. We call it the Bloom <laughs> Room. <laughs> you can't say what? We call it the Bloom Room. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well done, guys. <laughs> Um, So I also wanted to ask a question here. So um, your draft list, with the pricing that you do, tax is included. And um, as somebody who has focused a lot on menu design, that is a really um, interesting choice. Uh, Why did you choose to include tax in your pricing? Well, um, I mean, there's two ways of thought here, obviously. One is simplicity for the customer, and one is kind of, like if you include the sales tax and one is if you didn't include the sales tax, obviously it has to be charged at some point. Um, and then it's more of a marketing gimmick as far as showing the reduced price um, and making people just more comfortable with that number. Uh, we thought we would um, veer towards the, the customer experience and just making it very clear what the number is from the start and not worry about all the details. Um, so that, right. that was also uh, partly prompted by our, our taproom manager, Liz. Um, she was the one that suggested it, and we, um, after some discussion, agreed. We also wanted right. to uh, make sure that our prices were rounded to the quarter. So. Again, just for okay. simplicity. Yeah. Just for simplicity's sake. Okay, so just kind of one by one, kind of taking things off the guest plate, things that they have to worry about or think about. Yep, basically. 
All right. Smart, smart choices. Um, now, as far as the, you know, we've talked a little bit about the guest experience. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the employee experience. You all uh, had talked about, you know, having them uh, learn uh, American Sign Language so that, you know, they can communicate better with a lot of your patrons. Um, but what are some decisions that you made as far as what experience you're looking to provide for your staff? Uh- for, for our staff, uh, we want, well, from the hiring process, we want to get people that are very uh, friendly, of course. That's kind of a standard bar staff uh, requirement. But um, we wanted them to be educated on the, the ASL. Uh, also, we, uh, we want them to be educated with, on beer. Um, so we ha- do have our staff going through the Cicerone beer serving uh, courses. Um, and just uh, we also get feedback from them on a regular basis as far as what they think would do better from our um, business standpoint, what they think they would need uh, to have a, a better experience themselves. Um, and it's just it's more of a communication thing as far as making them uh, sure they're they're doing well. So kind of creating like a collaborative environment. Yeah, within reason, obviously. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we and we, we do uh, make sure our tapper manager... Um, more or less, it takes a lot of the responsibility as far as hiring the staff and making sure that everyone's happy and delegating appropriately. And for us, not micromanaging in any form unless it's required. Yeah. Now, as far as the experience for you all, um, you know, you all clearly had a, a vision and a dream. And, you know, any time that you go out on such an endeavor as, you know, to open a business, there are always, you know, little compromises that you have to make, um, no matter what. Um, is this, you know, kind of pretty close to what you envisioned? Yeah, um, I would say uh, we're pretty pretty darn uh, close to what uh, we set out to do. There are, some, like you said, compromises. Um, personally, uh, in my world, uh, as uh, being in charge of the brewery operations. There's some compromises with, uh, because our uh, business model is so location dependent, it makes it a little bit uh, difficult uh, to find a space that's conducive to a production environment. Uh, So for example, we have some loading docks, but they're uh, quite a ways away and we have to go around the building to be able to get there. So that's kind of one of the compromises uh, that we had to make. Yep, and the brewery oh. space is also uh, relatively small compared to most places you'd think of. I mean, they can do the job well, and we're definitely mm-hmm. we're definitely maxed out as far as how much um, we're using of that space. But uh, if we had if we were focused more on production, of course, there'd be more um, space to move around and store kegs and whatever else we needed to do. And uh, gotcha. going going to uh, like you know our vision and what it was like. I remember sitting down with Simon three years ago or so and talking about how, what does Red Bear want to be? What, 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 uh, how do we want to look? What's the feel, look and feel? And uh, Simon brought up, he wanted to be the REI of breweries. And it just so happened we found a space right next to an REI. <laughs> so um, I think... But what does, what does that mean, though, to be the REI of breweries? Like uh, very, uh, you know, rustic, uh, outdoorsy. Um, as you, you see the space, when you come to our space, uh, we have a lot of uh, whimsical ideas with the stars in the sky and the mountains in the, in the, the uh, under, under bar area. Um, yeah. Definitely that look and feel. And one of the overriding things we had was bringing the outside inside, yeah. which yeah. it all lends to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Now, kind of 
down the road, are there, you know, things that you're excited to do or are there dreams that you're willing to, you know, let out of the box here on air? <laughs> well, Brian, you can probably talk events. If there's uh, we definitely, uh, definitely want to in- keep doing uh, the, the events that we're doing uh, and expand on that since we do have a small stage in our space. Uh, mm-hmm. We definitely want to, you know, one of the highlights of our space is that stage and where we can uh, enhance the experience when you come to our, our space. Um, so I, I want to get more unique shows on there. Um, yeah. Yep. And oh, okay. As far as anything beyond that, we'll, we'll look at our business model and decide from there. Uh, but yes, we're, we're looking at ideas to do things beyond what we have right now. Mm-hmm. And do you all have any advice for people kind of in the process of either dreaming up their brewery or, you know, dreaming up their business? Uh, you, yeah. it, the biggest advice I have is be tenacious. You've got to be tenacious. <laughs> and, and that goes on basically every step of the process. Um, yes. <laughs> it is a process. <laughs> yeah. um, oh my gosh. The biggest one, I, I, my personal opinion, um, being the director of operations, is the the, the bank loan. You got to figure that one out before anything can really move yeah. forward or figure out your financials. Uh, we had some uh, some hiccups there, but thankfully we was able to smooth them out. But uh, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, you can't do much more uh, until you have that kind of locked down. Now it's a little bit of a chicken and the egg too because you need the bank loan before you can really proceed. But at the same time, the bank usually wants the lease, so it's kind of a um, what comes first? A game of, yeah, what comes first, because they both want to be first. Yeah. Uh, for, for all of you uh, thinking about this and starting out, uh, you're going to be juggling a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so much fun. Though. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It is. Have any of you had more than six hours of sleep in the past couple months? No? Yeah? Um, I, I, when I opened, uh, from January to today, I kept telling myself, no sleep till after Pride. So it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I remember when uh, I worked at Birch and Burley Church Key, I mean, the parade came right through 14th oh, yes. Street. And, yeah. I mean, it was the most fun because you're just packed. It's like yeah. a giant party the entire time. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm hoping the same for you all. Yep, we're, we're hoping that we get some people that are uh, maybe not as interested in hanging out at the parade but still wanting to celebrate because we're obviously not near the route but. Well, and I, I don't think we mentioned this, uh, but uh, we're a little bit n- unique in the fact that we are unapologetically gay-owned brewery. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's uh, we definitely have a lot to be prideful about this year. Yeah, for sure, and that's I mean that's a I mean it's a huge accomplishment. No matter no matter what, I mean, you guys have really. Uh, put together something very special and you know all the decisions that you made and and all the work and everything like that I mean what was the feeling for you when you first opened the doors when you first had that first guest well since I was actually the one uh, Cameron here that that, uh, opened doors on our first day um, (laughs) we uh, we I mean up until the point where you actually see the customers come in it's really hard to tell what it's going to be like if it's Mm -hmm. if it's going to be land or if it's not going to land we had some precursor events with a lot of people that come in friends and family that kind of stuff but when we opened our our doors on our first day and the line literally went around the block and uh, within five minutes we were at capacity uh, that kind of made it clear that we hit something right Um, (laughs) and then it proceeded to to repeat day after day for the next four weeks before we finally started leveling out a little bit but uh, yeah 
Okay, so that's a solid. That's a solid. Uh, that's a solid first opening there. Yeah, um, we call it the hardest soft opening that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was intense. That's for sure. Yeah. We we weren't staffed appropriately, but we made do, and we we definitely ramped up right after that. It was like, okay, we have all these things that need to get fixed. Let's fix them. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and after you first open, it's like you know you either need to adjust staffing, then you have a giant punch list of you know things that break or things that were never done that need to get done still and. Um, you know, there's that constant list that as soon as you cross one thing off, you know, five other things start. Yeah, actually on that point, and this is a good advice for anyone listening, um, one of the things that we were able to, able to do was brew a lot of beer before mm-hmm. we opened. Um, that is definitely one of the things that is poked at for almost all new openings of breweries. There's only so much some can do simply because there's only so much runway of, of brew time. Uh, we were thankfully lucky we had about two months worth of time to brew. And it, that saved us because we, we ran out fairly quickly. But had we not had two months worth on hand, we, we might have been in an even worse scenario. So um, we are able to keep it up to about five beers. Now we're at about nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Nice. And where were you able to brew? On site. We just had uh, focused oh, okay. our construction team to focus on the brewery first to making sure it was up, to, up and running before we uh, uh, proceeded. With the rest of ah, so you didn't have to reach out to any like neighboring breweries no. or anything like that, and brew brew at another location or anything. Now that yes, uh, we didn't have to do that thankfully um, because of the way we according to our schedule. Um, but if you're not able to do that on site for whatever reason, whether it's licenses or permits or whatever, um, I would definitely suggest contract brewing in some form or another because uh, you don't want to open or delay your opening date. That might be another option too. But you don't want to open without enough beer. Right. Period. All right, so before we sign off, I have to ask, what do you each want to do once things settle down for yourself? Well, this is Cameron. Uh, I want to go on vacation, (laughs) 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 just as a personal thing. I haven't had one in probably two years, so that would be nice. Um, So I actually have one booked this August around my birthday, so that will be good. Oh, where to? Uh, Just doing a a New England-type cruise uh, with some friends. That's awesome. Simon, what about you? Ah, gosh, I hate to I hate to be the repeater, but kind of the same thing. <laughs> I have a vacation. <laughs> Just need to get away. <laughs> yeah, we we have coordinated our uh, our little vacation schedule here around August because um, everything we've heard uh, that that's kind of the slowest time for bars in general. Uh, yeah, slow time in DC. Yeah, in DC. DC from what I've heard is kind of a ghost town. So um, anyway, we still, of course, uh, scheduled in a way that. Uh, at least two owners are around um, at all times. But um, anyway, uh, my partner and I are uh, going to head to uh, San Diego for a week. So Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. I am not going to do the, say the same thing. Uh, I am okay. I am taking a small uh, vacation. My older brother is coming uh, here in August as well. Uh, we're going to go up to Pen- Pennsylvania Hershey Park with his family. So, But that's not that fun. But what I want to do, uh, once things settle down, I really want to dig into more marketing and uh, making sure that that's on point. Awesome. Yeah. All right. You know, you'll take a break and, and work some more. Yep. Yeah. Work, work, work. <laughs> no shortage I respect work. that. I respect <laughs> that. Well, guys, thank you so much. Um, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Um, absolutely. Yeah, it's thank been you. awesome. Thanks for having us. 
So, listeners out there, uh, definitely check out Red Bear Brewing Company uh, right next to REI in Washington, D.C. Um, go out and celebrate Pride. Um, be safe. Have fun. May I do, um, this is, oh, yeah? May I do a shout-out? Um, we could not do this yeah. without our staff. Uh, I want to thank my, our, our staff. They've been amazing the last three months. They're, they're the best in, in D.C., in my opinion. Oh. <laughs> Very, very sweet. Very sweet. Well, yeah, definitely definitely check this place out. Um, and this has been Beer Me on Full Service Radio, recorded at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. Reach out uh, at Beer Me Radio on Instagram if you have any questions. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Cheers. Well, cheers. Thanks. Bye.